Behind the Green Door by Mildred A. Wirt Benson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Reading by Cheryl Adam, Skowhegan, Maine, 2015. Chapter 25 Scoop Penny knew that she had only one chance of getting her story through to Riverview, and that was by means of long-distance telephone. At best, instead of achieving a scoop as she had hoped, she would have only an even break with her rival, and if connections could not be made quickly, she would lose out altogether. Hastily saying goodbye to Peter Jasko, Penny raced for the stairway. She did not have a word of her story written down. While she could give the facts to a rewrite man, it would take him some time to get the article into shape. Vic Henderson writes such colorless stories, too, she moaned to herself. He'll be afraid some fact is inaccurate and he'll jerk it out. This is the one yarn I want to write myself. Penny ran full tilt into Sheriff Clawson. She brought up shortly, observing that he had a prisoner in custody. Miss Parker, we caught this fellow down in the tunnel, he said. Can you identify him? I'm not sure of his name. He works for Ferguson Maxwell as a teletype attendant. He may be George Jewett. Penny started to hasten on, and then, struck by a sudden idea, paused. Addressing the prisoner, she demanded, Isn't it true that there is a direct wire connection between this hotel and the one in Riverview? The man did not speak. You may as well answer up, said the sheriff. It's something which can be checked easily. Yes, there is a direct connection, answered the attendant. And if I know anything about leased wires, continued Penny with mounting excitement, it would be possible to have the telephone company switch that wire right over to the Riverview Star office. Then I'd have a direct connection from here to the newspaper, right? Right, except one minor detail, the man retorted sarcastically telephone company won't make a switch just to oblige a little girl penny's face fell i suppose they wouldn't do it she admitted but what a whale of an idea i could send my story directly to the newspaper and get my scoop after all as it is the record is almost certain to beat me listen said the sheriff maybe the telephone company wouldn't make the switch on your say so but they'll pay attention to an order from me you get busy writing that story, young lady, and we'll see what can be done. Sheriff Clausen turned his prisoner over to a deputy and returned to find Penny busily scribbling on the back of an envelope, the only writing paper available. Together they went to the long-distance telephone, and in quicker time than the girl had dared hope, arrangements were made for the wire shift to be made. Now get up to room 27 and start your story going out, the sheriff urged. Will you need the attendant to turn on the current for you? No, I know how it's done, Penny declared. You're sure the connection's been made? The telephone company reports everything is set, so go to it. Penny hobbled as fast as her injured ankle would permit to room 27. She switched on the light and turned on the current which controlled the teletype machines. Sitting down at a chair in front of the direct keyboard, she found herself trembling from excitement. She had practiced only a few times and was afraid she might make mistakes. Every word she wrote would be transmitted in exactly that form to a similar machine stationed in the star office. She could picture her father standing there, waiting, wondering what she would send. 
He had been warned that a big story was coming. Penny consulted her envelope notes and began to tap the keys. Now and then she had moments of misgiving, wondering if her work was accurate and if it were going through. She finished at last and sat back with a weary sigh of relief. Her story was a good one, she knew that, but had it ever reached the star office? A machine to her right began its rhythmical thumping. Startled, Penny sprang to her feet and rushed over to see the message, which was slowly printing itself across the copy paper. Story received okay. Wonderful stuff. Can you get an interview with Sheriff Clausen? Penny laughed out loud and went back to her own machine to tap out an answer. Her line had a flippant note. I'll haul him up here as soon as the 1130 train comes in. Let me talk to Dad. There was a little wait and the return message came in over the other teletype. You've been talking with him. Am sending Salt Summers by plane to get pictures. Sorry I didn't take you seriously when you wrote Maxwell was involved in illegal business at Pine Top. This ought to mop up his suit against the paper. Great stuff, Penny. Who uncovered the story? Chuckling to herself, Penny went back to her keyboard and tapped. Don't ask me. I'm trying to be modest. She waited eagerly for the response, and it came in a moment. I was afraid of it. Are you all right? Thoroughly enjoying the little game of questions and answers, Penny once more tapped her message. Fine as silk! When are you coming to Pine Top? What are you going to give me for Christmas? It should be something good after this. Soon, Mr. Parker's reply appeared on the moving sheet of paper. Soon. Perhaps something with four wheels and a horn. Penny scarcely could control herself long enough to send back. Oh, you wonderful dad, I could hug you. Make it maroon with mohair upholstery. And hang a wreath on Leaping Lena. Sitting back in her chair, Penny gazed dreamily at the ceiling. A new car. It was almost too good to believe. She knew that her father must have been swayed by excitement or else very grateful to offer such a magnificent Christmas present as that. What a night of thrills it had been. Within a few hours, Pine Top would be crowded with reporters and photographers, but she had uncovered the story and had saved her father from a disastrous lawsuit. As Penny waited, her thoughts far away, one more message came through on the teletype. She tore it from the roller of the machine and smiled as she read her father's final words. Press is rolling. First edition on the street ahead of the record. The star scores again. This is Anthony Parker signing off for a cup of coffee. The End End of Chapter 25 End of Behind the Green Door